Welcome to Two Brothers Review the Podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley, and I had Indian food tonight, so heaven help us. <laughs> oh my. We, we might be taking we might be taking breaks. We'll cut any longer pauses. <laughs> nope. Nothing stops. We never stop recording. Alright. This week we're gonna be talking about the new movie First Man. Or as I like to call it, first movie that I've ever made. Oh. <laughs> Hot takes right from the beginning. Um, before we get to First Man, we're going to talk about a movie that kind of blends handheld and set camera work, which is one thing that jumped out to me during First Man. Uh, Ty, how about what did you think of for this genre? For this one, I thought of Unsane, the Steven Soderbergh movie that came out a year within the last year sometime, six months ago, where he shot it all on an iPhone. And there's a really great handheld shot where they're in the padded room near the end of the movie where it just circles around them while they have this argument. I, I remember that shot. It's a great shot. But uh, a lot of the movies, well, you can tell it was shot on an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I did not see that one. But for me, uh, the movie that sort of blends both is District 9, where I think the camera work is a little bit more frenetic when he's under you know undergoing his transformation, but then also... There's, you know, steady shots throughout the movie as well. Yeah. It's a great movie. Saw that movie in Accra, Ghana. Close to the, well, not so close. (laughs) Right, the right continent, though. Closer. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's get into First Man, Damien Chazelle's movie about Neil Armstrong. Uh, I guess, what were your general thoughts going into this? Are you a big Chazelle fan? After La La Land and Whiplash? I liked Whiplash a lot, and I thought La La Land was uh, horrible. Or, I mean, I'm not... <laughs> it was too. It was very sentimental and sappy. It had a horrible ending, uh, and I didn't, I didn't think the acting was great in it. Okay. I guess I think La La Land was fun, but Whiplash was really enjoyable in my mind. And so I thought this would be an interesting story. I liked, you know, sort of the kind of perspective of it. I was interested in the moon landing. Uh, So I was excited to see this one when I saw the trailers. It has inherent drama. It's one of the greatest things that's ever happened in mankind's history. Yeah. Did you like the sort of structure of telling it around three kind of events in his his experience? Well, I don't know if I... Agree to that structure. I don't, I don't know what are the, what are the three events. I think there's the first flight where he bounces off, and then there's the Gemini flight where there's a problem, and then the final flight to the moon. And I think those I think those are three space flights, but I wouldn't. I would say the movie's not really about space flying. So I guess I would disagree with that premise. Okay, the movie's about about. Neil Armstrong about his uh, family and, and sort of, I guess, about how he, he turned inward in the face of fame and adversity. That's what I took away from it. So it, you you think he really changed from the beginning to the end of the movie about sort of how he interacted with people? I think uh, that's that was my sense of what they portrayed. I mean, I watched it with a friend who's an, who loves space travel and he said that 
after the movie, he said that Neil Armstrong was known for being a very weird dude who wasn't really happy ever and didn't talk much. And it seemed to me like the the movie was showing that that was exacerbated by the stress and the and the events of his career. Well, and to have so few people really understand what he's gone through. I mean, people don't really that that group of astronauts was so small. And I don't think he liked, you know, that scene where he's calling the magazine about the cover. You know, he doesn't he doesn't want to be portrayed that way. Yeah. Uh, And then his experiences at the the press conferences were always really he was kind of quiet, didn't have long answers. And they give that that scene where Buzz Aldrin kind of takes over and is much more gregarious in that situation. Yeah, for me, it just felt like it was a movie about Neil Armstrong, not about the first landing, which is fair. I mean, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be about the the first landing on the moon, but that's such an amazing story. And I would argue more interesting than this weird, awkward guy who can't talk about anything and is never excited. So you wish they would have shown more of the sort of NASA planning interactions, like Kyle Chandler's character. Uh, I don't know who Kyle Chandler is, but. Oh, uh, the lead, the NASA lead from Friday Night Lights. Oh, that's why I don't know. <laughs> uh, I do know who you're talking about now. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like, look, they spend millions on making this movie and you have to, at the end of the day, decide what your story's about. And they decided it was about a guy who just wants to turn inward and you know, it's kind of unpleasant to be around and awkwardly silent with his kids. And I guess that's an interesting study of a man because that is a weird way to be. And so in that way, he's a unique character. But if I had that money, I would have told a different story. Okay. Well, I mean, do you think, do you think in the story they were trying to tell, they did a good job? I mean, do you think Neil Armstrong was sort of able to emote that way or you felt sort of that kind of pain he had for the loss of his daughter. Mm, no, I don't think it was particularly successful. I walked out of the theater mad. Oh, okay. You did not like, this. I really did not like it. Are there things that you can pick out that you did like? I mean, do you like, I guess what I mean is for me, parts that I really enjoyed included like the early astronaut montage where they kind of had that upbeat music. They were doing the different kind of, testing. I don't, I think just like the score was building, it was early in the movie. You didn't know yet that they weren't just going to show the astronaut program, NASA work. I don't know. I thought that was pretty effective. Which training one? The, when they're in the, the thing, the spinning thing. Yeah. But that was one of the only moments where you actually saw them doing work. And it was early. They could have kept on that trajectory (laughs) and it would have, would have done good. Yeah. Like, it was funny, the other astronaut, the interaction between the astronauts is very interesting, because I'm sure they would have been very competitive, and, you know, we just see Neil congratulating that other guy when he's picked to be the the Gemini commander or whatever. We don't ever see, I, I mean, I don't know about Neil, but I'm sure other astronauts, because he was so weird, but I'm sure other astronauts, like, you want to be picked to be the first person to land on the moon, and it was those three guys that ended up dying in the fire that were picked. And we don't get to see any of the reaction of what that does to morale or, or how that changes how they interact. I mean, that's fascinating, and I would be very interested in seeing that. 
Yeah, I mean, and you only get a little bit of it when Buzz Aldrin talks about how the pilot wasn't aggressive enough and that's why they crashed. You know, and I feel like you get it from him saying he wants to be the one who goes up there. Yeah, he says it when they're watching the launch. Right, but that's the only time they talk about it. And yeah, in that highly competitive program, I'm sure there were those feelings. Yeah, and those guys are all, you know, you don't get to be in that program unless you're a super alpha, um, aggressive male, right? I mean, that's – I don't – yeah, I don't – I I don't know. It just didn't all add up to me psychologically. It was. It just left me confused more than interested in Neil. Um. Okay. Do you think the other kind of supporting actors, Claire Foy? I mean, did you think she did a good job? Uh, I think I thought she did fine. There wasn't a point where I was like, "Whoa, wowed" or anything. But her character seemed really stiff to me. But maybe that's just more of a 1960s situation. I thought she was really stiff in the trailers, so maybe I came in with low expectations. I feel like she was a little bit warmer in the real movie than in the trailer. But I don't think she's an extremely... I mean, she's not very charismatic, I would say, as an actress. Yeah, I agree. As far as, like, kind of camera work or the structure, did you feel like in sort of the high-intense moments... Or I guess I would say in the high-intense moments, I felt like the camera was often moving really fast or, you know, just vibrating so much to sort of give the effect of being in one of the spacecrafts. But it made it kind of unpleasant to watch for me. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely unpleasant. And and it just, it robs you of the drama. I mean, in that mission, in the Gemini mission where they're, they start um, spinning out of control, I think I understand by the end. I kind of like could figure out what was happening, but I still don't exactly know which direction it was spinning. And they just never showed a freaking establishing outside shot to show what was happening. And it drove me nuts in the watching it. I was so frustrated in that in that scene. Well, especially if they're flipping, whoa, like three hundred times a minute. I mean, that would look really interesting or really weird outside. You know, from an outside shot. One thing I liked is in in the space shots, it often didn't. I mean, show you a lot of stars. It was really dark or black, and I. I feel like other space movies are always trying to sort of impress you or show you. And I would guess this was more rea- reflective of reality where it would just be pitch black mostly. Yeah. Well, so my same friend who uh, is a space, um, big into space stuff, who I watched the movie with, he said that that's factually correct, that when you're out of the atmosphere, you actually can't see stars, which I don't understand still. And I haven't looked it up yet, but... Maybe the light doesn't refract off of anything. Yeah. No atmosphere. Yeah. It needs to be refracted through an atmosphere before you can see it or something. I guess I didn't know that, but just assumed because they were showing it that way, it must be purposeful. But I think it also helped with sort of that isolation of space. Yeah. Kind of feeling that terror up there. Yeah. Did you see it in IMAX? No, I did not. I saw it in IMAX, which I'm glad. It was really cool. I did like the scenes on the moon they were it was massive um you know full a lot, a lot of the movie was in uh anamorphic so like uh wide angle or wide screen sorry but then when they got to the moon and a couple other times in the movie it became bigger and filled up the whole IMAX screen which was cool okay all right are there other likes or dislikes you want to make sure we're hitting on first man um 
I mean, it's no Apollo 13. <laughs> is, there, is there a specific reason you think that movie is so much better? That movie just draws you in. The characters are great. The, the drama unfolds at a great pace. Keeps you hooked. Okay. So if you haven't seen First Man, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast, but <laughs> go, go watch Apollo 13 instead. That's right. We all have limited time. Let's use it wisely. Okay, for First Man, Ty, how would you rate this movie out of five? I'm giving it a one. Really oh. didn't like it. Wow. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm a- for me, I'm gonna. I'm. Oh, well, yeah. I'm angry that this is that this is the movie we get about the first landing on the moon. We deserve a better movie. Uh, I'm gonna give it a two. I also didn't like this movie very much. Um, I felt it felt long to me. Uh, I wasn't as engaged with the story about his daughter. Um, yeah. Well, see, that's not so much better than a one. It's not. Well, 20%. I don't know. A hundred percent. Who who knows? Uh. Before, before we finish this one out, do you have a recommendation for something else you've been watching, reading, or listening to? Well, I'm working on a TV pilot about absurdist Russian writers right now. And so I watched a movie from 1988 from uh, uh, Czech Republic or Czechoslovakia at the time called Slukaj Harms. And it's about one of the writers named Daniel Harms. And it played at Venice Film Festival. And it's pretty goofy. Uh, But that is what I've, I mean, by goofy, I mean pretty bad. Looks like a kid. It's, it's quirky. <laughs> it's quirky. It's an acquired taste. And uh, anyway, I'm not going to recommend it exactly, but you could look up what's called The Happenings by Daniel Harms. They're really funny stories. I recommend doing that. Okay. Uh, for me, I've been watching uh, Saturday Night Live. It just came back for a, a new season. Um, so they've had Seth Meyers host... Um, a couple other people, but have you been watching it, Ty? Yes. I don't know why, but I sort of love the rap song skits that they've started doing more of. <laughs> and they did one about trees and the environment, except one person thinks it's about weed. <laughs> and you love that? I think that one was funny. And I also thought the pumpkin patch skit was, I think, um, it must be Kyle Mooney and that other guy. Yeah, it's there. I think their sketches are really funny. I, I, oh I like their sense of humor. That's crazy. I hate their sketches. <laughs> I, I when it when it's their sketches, I I didn't even finish. Well, well, they didn't write the the tree uh, wrapping one, but that's interesting. I've thought it's been I've I've watched. There's been three uh, three or two uh, two. Th- Three. I thought they've been so bad. Not funny. Oh. I feel like they're not funny at all. That's tough. Interesting. Uh, well. If you think you have my sense of humor, watch Saturday Night Live. If you think you have Ty's sense of humor, it's probably a stay away. <laughs> if you if you have my sense of humor, read Daniel Harms. <laughs> Stuff's funnier than heck. All right. Thanks for listening to Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. I'm Ty Turley. And we didn't even have to add out any bathroom breaks. (laughs) Bye. Bye.